a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. All right. Hey, welcome to a new episode of the RSL Show. I am your host, producer, Andy Munoz. I am joined today by... Your other host, Joshua Clark. Josh, what is up, dude? How did you sleep um, after an amazing game last night? You know, I slept like a baby and had some <laughs> RSL dreams. You know, it was a good night. Another CONCACAF run in the future, maybe? Uh, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Pump yeah. those brakes. Absolutely. Well... Uh, I wanted to do a show super quick right out of the gates. You know, there's there's a lot to digest from last night's match. Um, obviously, we pull a result with uh, a little uncertainty kind of going into, you know, the starting lineup. Um, still missing Demir Krylock. Uh, still missing David Ochoa. But at this point, it's like, is he Did really you, missed? You run with McMath right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just an incredible performance from a very, very deep roster, deep squad, whatever you want to call it, uh, with Real Salt Lake. And right now it's so cool about the season. Um, it's one of the best starts to a season that we've had in a very, very long time. Yes, sir. Uh, we're sitting three wins, one tie. And I am just, you know, I, I saw somebody on Twitter Say it, say this yesterday, just kind of saying, you know, it's funny how all the 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 vocal RSL Twitter accounts with some pool are always negative, and you know they've always just basically kind of saying that we all we do is talk shit, we're never positive, and funny how a few wins can kind of change that tone. Yeah, yeah, that's what winning does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's that I mean, easy. Yeah, it's really it's a simple thing. You win and the fans are happy. You lose and we're negative and unhappy. It's it is what it is. Yeah. So you know, I I don't I don't even want to kick this up to a string of luck. I mean, the team, the product that we're seeing, it's just it's just got so much of a different feel to it. Uh, where, you know, even coming out of the, the first goal, the Bobby Wood header, and then, you know, taking uh, taking a goal back from Nashville, you know, going 1-1, you didn't really feel like that doom and gloom like you would in the past. It's almost like you expected, you know, a second goal to come, mm-hmm. uh, a good result for Real Salt Lake. So uh, let's kind of, you know, let's rewind. I, I know I mentioned the Bobby Wood goal. We're not going to just skip over it. Beautiful goal, but before that, uh, Josh, 
What was your, I mean, what, what, what did you see on the field that you liked from this team? Well, to start the atmosphere, um, the old riot seems to be waking back up, and I'm absolutely in love with that. It's incredible to see a packed house, people on their feet. The flag idea, I didn't think would last more than one game, but people are returning them and people are using them, and I think it's absolutely wonderful. Um, they obviously added some kind of subwoofer to the sound system because the sound system actually gets people you know, going now, unlike it did back in the day when you could barely hear anything. <clears throat> so, you know, to start... To start getting the atmosphere back, I know that helps the team, and that's going to help everyone in the long run. Um, Saw the lineup. You know, I wasn't, it's weird to say, I wasn't overall concerned. I was a little worried not seeing Silva on there because he's been such a breath of fresh air, like most of these guys, right, with the captain's armband playing so well. Um, Picked up a little knock in New England, but should be fine. Little knock. Um, You know, Kappelhoff. I, I wasn't even worried when I saw his name on the team sheet. Uh, he was an all-star back in the day. He knows how to play. So, yeah, when, when they came out and scored two minutes into the game, I was like, oh, this this is not the RSL of old, right? We, we came out on a front foot and got a goal real quick. And that really set the tone for the rest of the game. Um, so, overall, I was impressed. A lot of these guys, I'll admit, we all gave no chance um, to, to get us anywhere, especially with the schedule at the beginning of the season. They're absolutely killing it, and I love to see it. The The Pablo effect seems to be in full force, and it's mighty impressive. It, yeah, it's a, it's a whole different attitude, um, a, whole, a whole different feeling. And <clears throat> um, like you mentioned, the atmosphere kind of leading up to the match, too, is completely different. Um, even the match through its entirety is is so much different um i get to shoot these matches and so i you know i I go from like the north to the south kind of hang out on the east side too and the crowd is just involved so clearly we're playing with a a different roster but it's it's a strong roster um there's no one really on the field that i feel like right now is 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 almost hindering real salt lake's performance um, I think the results speak to that. Uh, tactically, do you think there's anything different that Pablo has implemented uh, from the previous season? Uh, I think a big thing is sliding Eric Holt out from the center center back to the outside center back. Uh, I know that's a small adjustment, but it takes a lot of pressure off of him when it comes to making the recovery run or distributing it out of the back. And that's a slight tactical adjustment to what we were playing with last year. But this is pretty much the same thing we did last year. But Pablo had a preseason to fine-tune it with his guys, right? I think that's the biggest difference, you know. We're still playing three in the back with two outside wing backs, you know, a couple in the midfield and our strikers. And it striker, and it it's just working. Guys are bought in. They're challenging the ball. They're getting their first. Now they're intercepting passes, tackling hard. There's playing with a lot of belief and passion that they didn't play with last year, for for the most part, right? Once Freddie left, that all changed. But but that one small adjustment, sliding Holt to the outside center back, has been huge. It's changed his game entirely, taken the pressure off of him. And and you know, like with a lot of these guys, we gave Holt zero chance, and he's been absolutely impressive. And I don't mind seeing his name on the team sheet anymore. 
All right, so let's break down the match. Let's kind of go into numbers. Uh, let's talk about, I mean, we already talked about the depth of the roster, uh, but let's just uh, talk numbers here. So Real Salt Lake, obviously the, mo- the more effective team here when it came to shots on goal. Uh, we had 10, Nashville had 16. Obviously, we walked away with uh, two of those 10 shots going successful in for goal. Um, but let's kind of back it up to the the the, the corner kick from Justin Miram. Uh, kicks it in. Bobby Wood comes up. Header near the post. Uh, goes in 1-0. And then, like I mentioned, a few minutes later, uh, who else but Zimmerman comes up and essentially kind of gets the same goal. Not going to uh, lie, uh, sitting up in the press box, I looked over at Trevor Brady, who was sitting next to me, as soon as they lined up for the free kick, and I said, Zimmerman scores this. <laughs> <laughs> well, So, my bad. It's just Zimmer- what he does. It's what he does. Yeah, Zimmerman's a talented defender, um, a well-known name in the league. And uh, do you remember who was marking him? Um, it ended up being Bobby Wood. Right. So someone lost track of him. It was just a yeah, bad matchup. But the position of the free kick was like prime free kick in swinger for a giant center back header territory. So it just it was a dangerous area to give up a free kick. That's for damn sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think when it comes to uh, just recognition or just recognizing players on the Nashville SC squad, yeah, they're a decent team. Uh, they were one 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 coming into this match, so. You know, not the worst record, but, uh, you know, Zimmerman and then obviously Dax McCarty, who we're going to talk to and and dive into here a little bit. Um, Two veterans in the league. And yeah, if, you know, Zimmerman, I think that'd be somebody to, you know, make sure that you're marking, put two bodies on him if you need to. Big, bigger, Uh, taller bodies. Yeah, just a a goal that you could see coming from a mile away. So a few things that I see here on the report, just from the match, and I think that we could all agree with this. So Real Salt Lake's match summary, stole the ball often from the opposition, effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities from the flanks, uh, were effective at creating goal-scoring opportunities from set pieces. Um, When it lists weaknesses, it really doesn't list any. You know... Um, the last time I saw that on a a match report for RSL on this website was I couldn't even tell you. So the fact that that's there <laughs> is very impressive. Yeah, yeah. And so for Nashville SC, you know, a few of the uh, weaknesses listed here were poor at finishing. Uh, and actually, it, it does say overtly aggressive. So <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit, uh, you know, before we get to what everybody is talking about on the internet. And when I say everybody, it, it's not an exaggeration. And I'll, I'll talk about that here in a moment. All right, so we go up to the 54th minute. Michael Chang plays a ball in to who else? Tate Schmidt, who hits it first time and gives Real Salt Lake the lead 2-1. However, there was an opportunity prior to this where... Would you say it was like a open, like an almost open goal opportunity, and Tate Schmidt just kind of woofed it? Woofed it, yeah. That's all right though. He <laughs> yeah. definitely woofed the first one, but he smashed the second one home. Well, so what's, all is forgiven. Yeah. Well, what's weird is we're talking about Tate Schmidt, dude. Again, 
like I've said with Holt, and like I'm about to say with McMath in about five minutes, I'm sorry, right? Like, where did these guys come from? Brody did this to us last year where we had no faith, right? We're like, oh, a monarch, this is not going to go well. But these guys are performing, and performing well. So yeah. Tate, bravo. Old Tater Tot, Taters, whatever the nicknames are going on, I'm I'm impressed. It's it's so crazy. I almost tweeted this morning, you know, just give Tate Schmidt the 10 at this point, right? <laughs> no, because that's the curse, right? Like that's what happened uh, with Corey yeah. Baird and then suddenly right. Corey Baird was not good anymore. So keep him at the 21, right? Right. So Tate Schmidt, again, uh, basically with the, the, the game winner, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this goal comes at the 54th minute, so it's not another st- stoppage time goal like it was in New England. It's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful goal. Um, I've got the angle of it. Uh, it's on my Twitter, at Andy Munoz Media. I'll plug myself. Go follow me, by the way, because we're going to talk about what happens in the dying moments of the match. Uh, the ball is taken to the corner, and uh, who, who took it to the corner? It's, uh, it's someone on the squad that I haven't been Bo- really Bo- paying Bo- much Davis getting his professional debut. Oh, man. And what Another- a debut. Another academy kid played for the Monarchs, you know, getting his getting his first run. Yep, drawing a red card from one of the uh, MLS legend. I guess he could be an MLS legend. He's been around forever and done some good things. So, yeah, yeah, and okay. This 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 is what kind of sucks about this whole situation. Dax McCarty, he's been in the league for a very long time. Uh, he's done. More good than he has with this one play. So I hope it's not. I mean, I think this. You know, I was I was kind of conflicted about this, and and let's let's just talk about it. So Dax McCarty follows Bodie Davis to the corner, instantly rushes into him, throws an arm into his back. Bodie hits the ground, goes over the ball, and Dax McCarty just does a back heel. Uh, I mean, I had the. I think I had a really good angle on it. And, I mean, he just back heels right into Bodie Davis's ribs, yeah. stomach. Your, your angle it, is going to be used for the disciplinary committee, I guarantee it. It's going to go to the league, and they're going to use it to decide suspensions. And then it also looks like he almost like kind of twists his cleats. You can't really see it. He, he might have just been rotating from the kick. But when it happened in real time... It almost looked like he almost kind of stomped and then grinded his cleats into Bodie Davis's leg. Mm-hmm. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, um, you're definitely under a rock because I posted it everywhere. Specifically the where it's catching the most fire. It's almost to uh, 100,000. Uh, actually, let's just go look at the, the numbers here in real time. So I, I was uh, filming from the South Goal. Uh, over by the supporters, which, by the way, the supporters, you guys are killing it, doing an amazing job. And I've got my camera on uh, Bodie Davis taking it to the corner. And I, I basically uh, record all of the events. And when the foul happened, I, you know, I've, I've filmed a lot of sporting events, uh, football, basketball, uh, soccer. I mean, various different leagues in the state. This was the first time where I was recording, and in my head I go, oh, shit. Like, this is bad. And so I just kept my camera rolling. Someone stood in my way. I I run over. I keep the camera on. 
and it's just the one of the dirtiest fouls that I've seen in my shooting career, which it's it's not that long. But instantly, I knew that this video was going to go quote unquote viral, not because it's like an amazing shot video. It's because of the the content and what Dax is doing uh, in this video. It's right. it's just kind of shocking, uh, surprising. Um, it's it, it's almost like witnessing an assault. You know, it, like it really was. I mean, think yeah. about it. Mc, McCarty has played something over the the amount of four hundred MLS matches without a red card. Yeah, in the last twelve, this is his second red card. Yeah. In this match, he picked up a yellow in the 92nd and then the red in the 95th, which the red was a straight red, not even a second yellow, right? Like it wasn't one of those second yellow for something stupid red card. Like that was a straight up red card. So you got to right. wonder like what's going on with Dax? Like is there trouble at home? <laughs> you know, is he okay? Because this is not normal uh, behavior. Uh, normal, exactly. So something's yeah. up with Dax and, and this behavior. And I hope he gets it sorted out because honestly, he's a he's a good player to watch and a guy that I've enjoyed watching for many years. Yeah, it's just uncharacteristic. And like I was saying before earlier in the episode, um, hopefully, you know, this isn't his highlight, right? Um, but it is it is up to close to ninety thousand views since I spoke. I posted it last night. Five hundred and seventy three uh, shares, including uh, quote t- uh, quote tweets. And a lot of people who are retweeting this are calling on the MLS disciplinary committee uh, to do something about this behavior. So I don't know if anything uh, official has come out, but I mean, it sounds like, you know, a lot of, I mean, obviously he's going to miss the next match, but uh, do you feel like a game suspension is going to be coming on? I feel like you got to go at least two. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was dirty, dude. Very, very, very dirty. Um, I, I did enjoy Everton showing up and and protecting his teammate. That was probably my favorite part of that whole situation. I love him. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you haven't seen if you haven't seen the video, go take a look. It's on it's on my Twitter. It's shared from the RSL Show account. Um, it's also on Instagram. It's on Facebook uh, via the RSL Show. But the kick was so violent in my opinion like it's just okay if we go from like a one to ten i I don't really it would be like a seven on how hard he did the back heel Mm -hmm. but i think because of the aggression it kind of just takes it up to like an eight you know like i'm watching it right now and it's it's pretty bad and in the moment i I really thought there were going to be fists thrown like that's how that's how uh, like egregious and and how just kind of like overly aggressive this this act was. And I'm with you, Josh. Very un- uncharacteristic. Um, I don't think Dax McCarty is is a terrible person or a terrible player. He's been pretty quiet in this league in in terms of like you said, red cards. And uh, I don't think he's known to be a filthy player. So, like I was saying before, I just hope it doesn't tarnish his reputation because we know that he's on his way out and i i'm, I'm with you i mean uh, you know I, I i don't we don't we know nothing about his personal life so i don't even want to go there uh but something got to him uh whether it was on the field or with his teammates locker rooms whatever it it's just a in in my opinion just a a super heated moment with bad judgment and 
Uh, I hope we all can forget about this, but I mean, it's it's going viral. <laughs> he will so, he will absolutely get booed every time he touches the ball. Next time he plays at Rio Tinto Stadium. Yeah, I'm a little conflicted. I think we've all we've all acted in a in a way that we regret, and I I wouldn't be surprised if he puts out a statement or you know um, I, I I'm. I would like to think he's already maybe reached out to Bodie Davis or the club and apologized. I I would hope. I would hope so as well. I would be shocked if not. Yeah, exactly. That's that's. It's weird because I want to be so heated, just like the other fans and everybody else. But uh, it's soccer. If you've ever played soccer or any competitive sport, you know what it's like to just lose yourself in that moment. Mm-hmm. And then once you come down it, you're like, oh, right. The difference is, is that there were never cameras pointed at like you would be, <laughs> right? It, from and all I'm, angles, and I've never been as seemingly mellow-headed as Dax. I'm yeah. more of a, I'm more of an Everton when it comes to my anger on the field. Yeah, Josh has tried to fight a few people locally and uh, in California beach soccer. That was Jake, but oh, that was Jake. Okay, yeah. yeah. Also, happy birthday, Jake. Uh, I sent you a text. I didn't hear anything back, so okay. Oh, he texts me back. He must not like you anymore, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It's fine. Cool. So Nashville SC comes to Rio Tinto, gets their butts destroyed, egos are hurt, people are acting out of line, going viral. Uh, RSL is undefeated. Uh, three wins, one tie. We're sitting very pretty. And I'm very optimistic. Pablo Mastrini saying really, really good things about the guys. Um, like you said, Josh, everybody is just positive. They've kind of switched over to that attitude too. Uh, I, you know, when I when I see this team play, team is the star that it just kind of like pops up and it's in my face. Yeah, we have DPS. We have our captain. We have you know Sergio Cordova. But that's not our identity. Like, we're not New England with Carlos Hill. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not Seattle with Freddie Montero. We're not we're not <laughs> NYCFC with Tati Castellanos. Like, everybody is, is doing their part. You don't know where the goals are going to come from. Tate Schmidt winning games for us the past two games. Two bangers, too. Could have never have called that. Right, could have never have seen it coming. Right, um, it's just a, a a real nice position to be in, and uh, you know it's it still doesn't make me think that we're invincible, uh, but it's making me very excited to see like what's going to come out of like the next few runs, the next few matches. Um, it sounded like Demir was still having kind of like some calf soreness. Or had a small calf injury, he could be ready and available at any time. But it's just nice to see that the team is just stepping up. Yep, and and the next two games are going to be huge, right? We got SKC and Colorado back to back. If we can manage to get results against both of them, uh, this fan base is going to be riding a high like we haven't seen in a long time. So let's let's cross our fingers, knock on some wood, and and hope we can continue this train. Also, we forgot to mention old Zachary McMath. Mm. Dude, some mm-hmm. saves. There was one save in the second half that was very, dare I say, Ramondo-esque. 
he got that right hand up on a shot that you thought was going straight in and oh my lord oh my lord i'm again eating so much crow with zach mcmath um i don't know what version we saw a couple years ago but this is not it guy is playing out of his mind and it's it sounds like it's the pablo effect again right Pablo's yeah. giving him confidence and he's running with it and my god I love it. Yeah. There were a lot of uh there were a lot of comments made in the uh the post presser, the media availability. Uh Josh, I know that you went to media availability immediately after the match. I just was... listened. I didn't I didn't know it was available. <clears throat> so I was I was okay. listening to it on the radio. Oh, on the radio. Okay, cool. I I dipped shortly after because I just had to go, you know, get highlights up. But was there anything that Pablo or any of the players put out there that kind of like stuck out to you? Uh, a lot of the players just talked about the team and, and their mentality and how they're all playing as one, right? The culture is great. Um, and then Pablo, dude, his – I sat in my car because I had already been home by the time Pablo came on. And man, I sat in my car and listened to it because it was just like inspirational. Like it was one of those things you would hear in a movie, you know? Um, so if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend. I know Tom Hackett has <laughs> tweeted um, his recording of it live from the post-match presser. But you just hear his mentality, right? And And how he is basically a mentor, not a coach. Like he's letting the team coach themselves in ways obviously he comes out with the tactics formation lineup etc but he's there to be the mentor the guy that supports them the guy that gasses them up and and you just you know gotta go listen to it for yourself because it's absolutely incredible um saying all these nice things about an next rapid captain i never thought i would um but man i i would i tweeted last night that i'd take a bullet for pablo after listening to some of this stuff man like it's just it's incredible yeah, and yeah, it's incredible just, how he's embraced, you know, his rival, and and we've embraced him. And I hope, I hope this keeps going because I honestly never want to be the ones going, you know, hashtag Pablo out because this is I love it. It's great. Yeah, it it's it's good for, uh, it's good for the culture of the team. It's good for the fandom. I think fans are very excited, right? Like there's just like this buzz, like you said, when you go to the the stadium. Um, Obviously, winning helps, but you know what? The way that I see it is going, starting four matches, not having a loss. Ownership is looking at that. And I think that with wins and the positive momentum that we're seeing, yeah, we've seen a little bit of upgrades in the stadium, but I think that just kind of drives, you know, the, the Blitzer group and Ryan Smith to invest more funds into. Uh, Real Salt Lake. It, it's just very exciting. Uh, we had to do an early morning show for you guys. There was no way that we could wait till Monday or Tuesday. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and just kind of go into the questions that were submitted to the RSL show. Uh, we tweeted this last minute just because this uh, episode kind of came about that way. Uh, but let's go ahead and just read a few of these. So we tweeted out, uh, hit us with questions. So Bill... Stanton, sorry, Bill, the OG. What's up, dude? Hope you're doing well. Uh, he wrote, there is a lot of debate about rankings. Regardless of our record, we are consistently ranked lower than the opponents that we have beaten. Do you feel that is fair? And how do you personally rank RSL? Also, 
how has your assessment of the roster changed from opening day? Hmm. Rankings are tough. I, I, I'm glad I'm not the guy at MLSsoccer.com or ESPN that has to do the rankings, right? Like, I don't think, you know, if you're the 15th ranked team and you beat the second ranked team that you should automatically jump to second, right? I don't think that's how that should work. But I think you should move maybe more than one or two spots. I think RSL absolutely deserve to jump into the top 10 at the moment. Um, I think putting us at top five might be a little premature. I know that's probably not what people want to hear, but we get the next two results, man, you'd be hard-pressed not to put us at number one. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to say top ten. Here's the way that I see it, dude. So think of your your MySpace top eight. Remember that? Yep. You remember how you would kind of – and for the young listeners, you guys could just like skip forward two minutes because you're not going to know what we're talking about. So on MySpace, you had your top eight and you could rearrange your friends and your friends would basically be determined like they would they would basically see how you were valued uh, uh, (laughs) in order because like I could move Josh to like the number one spot basically and I could move Jake and Mitch to like six or seven. Here's the thing. I think there obviously there's a lot of clubs in MLS. Uh, what are we at? Like 30, 31, 31, I don't, I don't 32. Weird, weird number. So when you have a lot of uh, when you have a lot of options, or you have to fairly assess everybody, it's just natural that some some teams like Real Salt Lake, we're already, you know, we're we're we already don't get much love for Major League Soccer, so. By the time they do our ranking, it's I, I think it's like a second uh, thought where it's like, oh, oh, wait, okay, yeah, I finally got to RSL. Yeah, they did win some matches. The I'm gonna put them at 15. Right, we're, right? we're the we're the friend that MLS calls only when they need help moving. Exactly. It's it's like like I said, the top eight. We don't make the top eight, but like if 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 Mitch pissed me off and like I, I removed him, then I would put Real Salt Lake in his spot. That's kind of the way that I see it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, as for your second question, Bill, also how has your assessment of the roster changed from opening day? I think we could both agree, Josh. We're we're impressed, right? I, I think I'm more impressed with the depth of the roster. It's crazy to be missing quote unquote starters, and I say quote unquote starters because it's like, dude. I mean, obviously. Demir Krylock, no question, captain should be starting every single game when healthy. Herrera as well, but Schmitz, Schmidt, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> obviously, I want Herrera playing, but do you play Herrera as Bro. one of the three center backs now and let Schmidt keep doing his thing? Like, what do you do? Listen, Tate Schmidt, man. I okay, how many all-time goals does Aaron Herrera have? Does he have one? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I don't. Herrera, know. I mean, Herrera's never played. The way Schmidt's playing, though, like he doesn't, he does press, but Herrera is more of the guy swinging the ball in, right for Demir's head, not the shooter. I get, yeah, yeah, I get that. That's a really tough matchup, but hey, it creates competitiveness and it's pushing each player to play better. Now, the cool thing about this is we have such a. I feel like we have such a tight squad in terms of relationship that. Everybody's just boosting up one another. Yeah. Um, I really think that the team is bought into winning. And if that means like, hey, I'm not starting because maybe Tate has proven himself, I I, I really 
I don't know. I, it's yeah. it's a tough one. It's a tough glad one. I'm not a manager. And and the crazy part is is you think about how how we're new guys. Once we get new guys in the door, how's that going to affect the team? I mean, obviously, we need signings, right? Like we need to strengthen the squad. But it's so weird to think like you know maybe we'll be okay until summer because obviously we're doing all right. The the yeah. next two games are really the the ones. Two exactly. rivalry matchups, two good teams. We get six points out of that, dude. Mine's blown. So James used to stop pucks, or James at used to stop pucks. Did MLS just decide that the rule about three or more players surrounding an official wasn't an automatic yellow? Keep seeing teams do it with no penalty. Yeah, apparently, because it happened all night last night, and it should be a straight yellow for one player. So I don't know, but I, I really do have to give credit to Tori Penso, Chris Penso's wife, who no one likes Chris Penso, so she did a hell of a lot better job than her husband does. So she let to the her. game flow. She let the game flow, and mm-hmm. she had it in control. And when it called for a card, it, it called for a card. Yep. Um, it's I I just I, I didn't see anything wrong with officiating. Um, I liked the pace of the game. I think that she did a very very good job. I think. I think the uh, was it the sideline ref on the east side that was kind of struggling, like with wrong calls and shit. Uh, like with no. uh, directions on off, uh, like throw-ins and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, it was the east side one. Yeah. Missed, a, okay. missed a few that yeah probably should have gone different directions, but nothing major. Yeah, so excellent job, Tori Penso. I am a fan of your officiating. Uh, and the way that she just went for the red and just kicked McCarty out of the match. Perfect. Perfection. All right. Andrew Lord asks, is Ochoa the automatic starter after he, after he returns from injury at this rate? Or has McMath earned at least a 50-50 split, maybe even more in playing time? Oof. Here's here's my thought. This is going to be Oof. unpopular. McMath absolutely deserves to keep starting because of his form. But we want to sell Ochoa. You can't sell a goalkeeper that isn't playing. I I don't know, man. Ochoa has made a name for himself already. I think he's already got like the sticker value. But it, yeah, it is tough. I mean, I, I could see him. I don't think that he would go to an MLS team that would be, you know, less of a tier than like Real Salt Lake. Um, it'd, have to, it'd have to be like a lateral jump, if not to a better team, or... Liga MX, he, man. Liga MX, yep. you know? And, and obviously, there's clearly interest from Ochoa um, to represent Mexico and go play in Mexico. Uh, but it is it is a toughie. I, I, I love David Ochoa. I think he's great, but, dude, McMath is really coming for that spot. Yeah. He's on a tear. I'm not, and I, and I wouldn't just chalk it up to like dumb luck on McMath's end. He's had some incredible saves. Yeah. Um, where the question is often, you know, would Ochoa or could have Ochoa saved that? And I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't for, know. For me, the biggest part about McMath is he's way more vocal and keeps that backline organized. Whereas I think that's a weakness on Ochoa. But that's been our strength is, is being organized defensively and strong defensively. So do we take a hit there to get a personality back in and, and maybe a little weaker defensively? It's it's a tough one. And I'm, again, not envious of the, the manager's decision here. Yeah. 
Joseph Hutchison uh, asks or says, you should make a tier list of RSL player nicknames, uh, maybe more controversial than the top five RSL players of all time. Uh, Joseph, we'll get to that, but for the sake of time, uh, we're going to skip you. I'm going to go. I'm going to throw my number one out there. <laughs> all right. What is it? Uh, Borchers Tortures. Love that one. Followed I like by- Tater. I like Tater because I think it just sums up Utah so nicely. Fair. Like, fair enough. Also, guys, go listen to El Show Real. Uh, if you speak Spanish, it's great for you. If you don't, but maybe you want to learn Spanish, <laughs> go listen to El Show Real, a really good uh, podcast, which they're like our sister podcast. Uh, there used to be some communication there, but then Jake left and now they kind of do their own thing. And uh, we encourage it. They're they're killing it. So yep. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, let's make that a Twitter poll. Twitter poll, or just a Twitter question. Have people submit their uh, best nicknames. Their their top fives. Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll discuss that. Yeah, we can. All right, Josh Roop says, "What do you think is the secret sauce that is making this team so good, or is it the fact that we got rid of Rusnak?" I'm just going to answer this one, Josh, real quickly. Um, getting rid of Rusnak, I think, helps a little bit. I think he's just very dormant. Um, I, I don't miss him. Obviously we're doing great without him. Uh, but I think the secret sauce is, is, uh, Pablo Mastroini. Josh, do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And cool. I, I also don't miss Rusnak whatsoever. No, no. See ya. Bye. All right. MLS collectors at Robert Kreeb. Any updates on Sava Julio Cuellar? Haven't uh, heard a damn thing. Yeah. It's been very silent. Um, I think for Severino, there was interest from, uh, I can't remember which Port- team it Portland. was. Portland, Portland, a little bit of buzz there. I think that was um, agent agents, you know, doing agent things. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. As for Julio, I thought I thought I saw something on Julio too. Yeah, New England and DC are apparently interested. I don't know what's going on with that one. It seems like there's a price. Yeah, I don't know if we're just not willing to meet that price, but at the same time, hear me out. Out of the Cuellar, Sava, Julio, Julio's the. The outsider looking in, right? Yeah. I don't know that we need a DP level guy to come off the bench again. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a little over Anderson, Julio. Great player, great goals. But for me, I... I'd rather invest elsewhere, right? I get right? the buzz. Yeah. I get our the buzz, wings, but I don't really get it, yeah. Yeah, our wings are doing fine. I don't think he would be a starter... That's a lot of money to put on a guy to come off the bench. I so like out of the three, like that's the one that I care about least. Not that right. I don't like the guy or like his style, but in the grand scheme of what the team needs, that's that's not the glaring issue for me. And that one can go by the wayside. Yeah, because I like uh, that we're not you know giving people stupid contracts right now just because, right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, MLS collectors, we covered a lot of the stuff that you asked in your follow-up questions, so we're going to move on. Uh, Brayden, as, as, at SGTBW, is Pablo the guy for many years to come? Uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, half a season, he's going a full season with us now. Great results. He's saying some really cool motivational stuff, but... Uh, you do, you never know. I mean, three months from now, we could be topsy turvy. We could lose every single match from here on out, and uh, you know, we we know this fan base could turn, but I don't really see that happening. But I think it's just too early to really, you know. I, I love Pablo, 
But I think it'd be too early to say, okay, well, let's lock him up for, you know, the next five, seven years, a yeah. decade or whatever. It's not not time for that yet. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Last question. Akira Penn. Uh, what do you think our ideal formation will be when everyone is healthy and who doesn't play? That's a really, really hard question. Um, uh, I've been trying to rack my brain. Um, I, who does Demir slot in for, right? Who does, does Rubio even slot in or is he the guy off the bench now? And Bobby Wood keeps playing. Where does Herrera fit in? You know, where does Silva fit in? It, I, I'm, I have to think about that one cause I'm not quite ready. I've been, yeah. I've been, I've been thinking about it, but that's, that's a hard one because you don't want to you don't want to take guys off the field that are producing but you don't want to keep your demirs on the bench so it's man that's it's going to be difficult before we before we uh say our goodbyes here Sergio Cordova Baller. what are you thinking man what Dude, are you thinking i think he's going to be good yeah he's scary he i wish he would have pulled the trigger you know once last night he had a pretty open look uh, but I also think he was trying to waste time, so I'm not too mad about it. But, man, once he really gets going, I think he's going to be a monster. Yeah, the, he's already got the the one goal that he got in New England. Um, I mean, what what a way to come in and just make an impact, but also just be like the biggest dude on the field. Huge Broad dude. shoulders, just intimidating. Um, I think it gives RSL an edge like we just haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. If you had to kind of chalk him up to maybe a player that we've had in the past, like who would you compare him to? Uh, skill-wise or size-wise? I would say you could do both, skill-wise and size-wise. Like, I who think, does he remind you of so far? I, I think the skill-wise thing is way you know way too early to decide that. Um, that's open mm-hmm. for debate. We haven't seen you know too, mon- too many minutes from him. Right. Uh, but size-wise, uh, I'm going to go Gene Alexander, slightly smaller Olave. <laughs> that's that's actually really good. <laughs> Dude, uh, uh, an Olave forward, though, man? Like, Yeah, and I don't know if you remember Gene Alexander, but he was a very large fella as well, and, and he played defensive midfielder. So he's kind of like a hybrid between the two. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, he is. Yeah, man, he's just he a very intimidating presence, but also like a very calming presence too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love it, man. I love what I'm seeing. Uh, this squad is fun. Uh, they're making soccer fun again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought uh, Cordova was gonna kill uh, Dax McCarty because he kind of yeah. rode his back. That's where he got the first yellow card. He, he tried to stop him and like took a piggyback ride essentially and Jeez. Cordova like turning through him on the ground basically and I thought he was gonna eat him alive right there yeah well guys as we're speaking I think we started the episode uh that tweet the Dax McCarty tweet that I put out again from at Andy Munoz media go give me a follow um it, we were at 87k uh it's close to 92k at time of recording uh so in the last 45 minutes it's just jumped up and and this is the cool thing is like it's not just Real Salt Lake fans, obviously. This is um, people from not only like Nashville, but across all MLS teams. Uh, national seen, media. National media. I've seen like a few international tweets, just a few, seldom. Uh, but, I mean, being at almost 100K from last night, posting it around 
whenever the match ended because 10, I, 10 30 yeah well the thing is is as soon as it happened i i literally took out the sd card pulled out my laptop sent it to myself and got it out there because i knew um and and it was kind of you know i i knew that it was going to get the attention that it was going to get but also the eyes for a fair assessment fair judgment uh from the league to to you know to basically act on it because it is a very dirty play so uh with that we'll wrap up uh the rsl show josh anything else uh no sorry we didn't get an episode out last week uh we were enjoying ourselves in sunny san diego so Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't record yeah yeah so thanks guys for your uh loyalty to the rsl show um all of the stuff about being you know the best podcast uh we believe it but also it's banter uh we're friendly guys we're friendly with uh bleeding uh bleeding claret and cobalt we're friendly with the rsl soapbox uh we're friendly obviously with el show real um i think are there any more rsl podcasts i'm just trying to think no maybe i think so probably anyway if i didn't mention you you got more work to do so (laughs) with that we're gonna wrap it up guys uh listen to the rsl show on the ksl sports network uh want to thank our sponsors at one wire fiber again i'm andy munoz you can find me at on twitter at andy munoz media josh uh where can people find you on twitter at josh clark underscore 15 perfect excellent guys we'll see you uh we'll preview the next upcoming match but for now uh celebrate we've all earned it as a fan base you guys were loud and uh great on rsl for a fantastic start to the season see you guys later peace out Stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.